Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. Come back, I can wait for you. <laughs> Get the... <laughs> the raspy, the wolf man jack. Hey, yeah. welcome to the Blue Scale Outdoors podcast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's as good a place to start as any. Uh, I mean, I'm talking to a celebrity after all. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I'm. A, I always like to say, I'm a nobody. That's a somebody. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's a leg up <laughs> for me. It, well. Well, here's the thing, like, if you, if you, um, follow my social media, I only have like a handful of followers compared to like all these other people who have like 10,000s of followers. Right. But it's, it's wild to say that I am somebody and, and deep down <laughs> I know I am, but like uh, on the digital ecosphere, it's like, I'm still a nobody. Like when you, when you just look at numbers. Well, I mean, for 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 going there, I'm I'm like a verified. I would have like the blue check mark of nobodies. <laughs> like I'm a verified nobody because my numbers they're, they're very low. <laughs> uh, numbers... But but that's the thing, right? Everyone uses that as the barometer of hey, this guy is well known. All right, yeah, but like yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were to go somewhere and be like, hey, have you heard of an Andy Cho? They'd be like, yeah, that sounds familiar, but. You know, Danny's been fishing longer than me, so he's probably more famous in the world. But you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to make my name. You know, without going. I don't know. Are you recording this right now? Yep. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, let's go. Let's. Go. Right. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make a name in kind of a in a different little ecosphere where, you know, the outdoors and family diversity, all those things that the the Asian culture tends to, I guess, say hide because the fame thing is a little, um, not the norm. Like we just like to go do and, and have fun, uh, without making a huge scene, obviously joining, you know, clam and all this stuff has brought, you know, the, the Asian, uh, you know, team as a knockout doors into the ecosphere and uh and that's that's been real awesome to see and i'm still digesting that day by day when things pop up here and there so <laughs> yeah 
You'd be a recognized figure for sure. I mean, you got your your face. You are the you are the cover model for Minnesota <laughs> fishing regulations. Yeah, yeah, like, and I hope you that, get that, that. I hope you get checked this summer like a bunch of times, which is which is somewhat of an inconvenience. However, I always I'm always kind of happy when I get checked because it's like then you know they're I, doing their job. I got I got a funny story regarding that actually. Oh, it's already happened. Uh, <laughs> it happened one time. So I was out fishing. I think I I think I counted three heads on about a 500 acre body of water weekday. <laughs> I'm just fishing in the middle of a basin, right? And a, and then a snowmobile just rips by me. I'm like, okay, this could be this could be fish police DNR. <laughs> so I wave to him. I say, Hey, how's it going? This is probably a week and a half into new regs, right? So I'm like, Oh, this will be interesting. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. I'm like, Hey, and I'm like, Hey, you know, how's it going? My name is Andy Cho. And he, you know, his name eludes me at the moment. Uh, he's like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, Hey, do I look familiar? He's like, he looks at me probably for 15 seconds. <laughs> and, he, and, and I see the wheels turning and I'm like, does the DNR cover look familiar? Like, oh, no way. That is wild. So, yeah, then we started talking about the bite and all that other stuff. But, yes, yeah, so that was a, that was my first time one and a half weeks in. That's hilarious. All right, that's like I was going <laughs> to build this entire narrative. Like, if that happens, you should totally just be like, here's my license, and it's the cover of the, you know. Did he still, yeah, check, your, and, did he still check your license, though? Yeah. So I was, reco- I was recording. Everything is recorded. I got oh, the whole conversation. Beautiful. Yep, yep. So I haven't released that video yet, but I cut it a couple because, you know, you don't want to name drop lakes too much. So I well, cut yeah, all those yeah. delicious parts out. But, yeah, he's in there. It's, I cannot believe it. it was, it's, it's pretty – it's a fun riot. That is hilarious. I was just totally going into it. Obviously, I – there's – I did not know. Obviously, I well, how would I know? But I was just like, this just – my brain immediately went to that scenario and the fact that it's already happened and we're this fresh into yeah. a month, a month into the new regs and it's already yeah. happened. So That's should, so I, funny. So what you're telling, what you're telling me is I should probably get like a big old magnet, like for my door and just, <laughs> I think just get, get like, get it, get it in the size, like shrink it down to the size of your driver's license. And just like present the cover of the fishing regulations as, as your That's, fishing license. Okay, I I can get behind that. I, I think we can pull that card off. <laughs> and then maybe have your actual license on the back. You know, something like oh, yeah, yeah. Will this work? Yes. Yes. I'm going to take an old credit card. I'm going to print that out in high quality and and beautiful. laminate it. That's perfect. That would be beautiful. <laughs> That's, a, That's good. Okay, I I I need to make this happen. <laughs> So how how did that come out? How like or how did that come about? Like you getting did the like was there a conversation with the state and you or is it they just like liked your picture and snagged it? Yeah, so um essentially that's kind of what happened and they're like, "Hey, can I use this photo? I like it." I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine." I didn't know where it was going to go, right? So it's 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 a random lottery. You can tag them, they'll use them, right? You can give them rights. So it, it essentially what you can do is, you know, if you think you have a good enough uh, content, send it their way. They, they are pretty diverse in what they, what they share. Um, and landing on that cover was an absolute 
shock and surprise because t- t- typically towards the end of the fishing season, I like to go in like the first, what is it like 10 pages? It gives you kind of the high level, what's new, what's cooking. Mm-hmm. And when I saw my face there, I was, I like didn't tell anyone for two days because I was, um, didn't know how to act. Yeah. How to go, until how I started, about this? <laughs> yeah. Until I started seeing, um, the photos start trickling on Facebook. I'm like, okay, I got to make a post because <laughs> I start seeing it everywhere. Like four people started tagging me and everyone's like, I know this guy. Or someone messaged me, Hey, you're the first person that I know <laughs> the person on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, it's, it was uh, pretty wild to, to experience that. I mean, just when you look back at all the other covers, it's, um, relatively mundane photos, right? A fish, right? A, uh, um, a family maybe on a boat, or a guy casting into a stream, or you know, it's very, very like neutral photos. Yeah, I, it's I kind of vague. It. Yeah, and, like yeah, not, not vague, vague necessarily, you know, like, but it's not a, a glamour shot. You know, it's not a, a yeah so, hero. It's not a hero pick, hero shot, or whatever. Yeah, so so ex- exactly. So then, like. Um, and I, and I, you know, just be me being Asian stuff, I was like, all right, I'm going to go and see if I can find 20 cover photos and see what, what was historically done. And I think the last five years I saw a mother-daughter um, black family uh, in, in one of the photos, so that was pretty diverse. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So to be kind of like the first Asian person to show up on the DNR reg book was uh pretty pretty amazing <laughs> it was pretty amazing that was pretty cool chances of me getting on there are slim to none let's just put it that way <laughs> well, you, well maybe, you never know right not necessarily though i mean now you got my, my you could you could you could you could end up on a hunting reg i mean it's, it's well, just a matter of not a lot of people think about tagging the dnr right? i'm more I, i'm, I'm more gonna... i'm more thinking of like the work that i do with future anglers of minnesota so you got oh, you got sure. to kind of tug you got to play the game right. So I sure. probably technically wouldn't be on there, but if it happened at a fam event or we had a picture or maybe I'm in blurry in the background or something, but there's some some kids learning how to cast or some kids fishing yeah. or something like that, that would be pretty yeah. dope. That would be pretty cool. So I mean, it's, it's possible they they reached out to the Knockout Door Boys again and wanted to know if we were we wanted to do a take a kid fishing day event. So maybe we can somehow merge the two together and have the DNR. I don't know, and it'll there be a media go. thing. Hey, we can we can work an angle. There you go. Now see see this is this is where the it starts making its own gravy right here. This is the this is the good yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, and 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 thing is, they're a resource, so you should reach out to them and see if there's any programs that could help the that that organization it's possible you don't know right right yeah they have grants and money just um potentially floating around and by asking a simple question you might be able to work with someone on their group and build that through that other angle as well right just open that door well we do have a board meeting coming up here in a a couple weeks i'll have to bring it up because i know we're we're kind of like we fam has blown up like pretty fast relatively you know relatively blown up um it's sure. been very popular and so but we what's the he- what's the headcount like nowadays i mean we all of our clinics just 
Facebook out. I don't know what our actual membership is because we kind of adopted okay, okay. we kind of adopted the WAM model. So now like we're sure um, yep. offering memberships, and so you know yep. if you're a parent and you have kids, you sign up and then you get discounts for you know all of our sponsors Correct. that back Future Anglers of Minnesota. Correct. So it's a it's a really cool program. So we just kind of started that here this winter. So I don't I don't even know what our full count is. That's a really good question. I'll have to talk to Jake about that. But one of our concerns is we kind of don't want to get too big because yeah. it, it, it then, we almost then shoot, what you can do is well it shoots past yeah. our mission statement. You know because correct we're trying to we're not trying to be take a kid fishing. You know we're, we're, this isn't. We're yeah. not trying to, um, what's the best way to put it? Like, we're not trying to introduce fishing to uh, tens of thousands of kids, you know, or uh, yep. a bunch of no, people, a bunch it, of it, kids it, in a small it, way. We're trying to influence a, f- a handful of kids in a big way, you know. Correct. And so it, the growth thing, when we talk about that, it's like, well, I mean, how big do we need to get? I mean... Honestly, as like right now, we're pretty much self-sufficient. Now, I mean, if we get even better, you know, sponsors step up and we get even better equipment for the kids. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fine, you know. Or, you know, like we've given away a kayak to our sponsored angler that we pick. And it's like a used kayak, but maybe a new kayak, you know. I could, I could, you know, get you talking with Shields, Eden Prairie. I mean, again, well, right. it, it yeah, depends yeah, yeah. on what what you're looking for and what you're trying to do. And I, I understand, like, you're just starting 2014, something like that, right? It's almost hitting 10 years now, right? Uh, right? not Fam. Fam's only like three years old. Might be Is it only three? Okay, might be, actually, might be two. Do we just have our second annual golf tournament? And okay. Can't. okay. It's either, so, it's either so, two or so pretty, three. Pretty fresh. Yeah, pretty okay. fresh. So, but Minnesota Made, which is kind of like Fam was the offshoot of Minnesota Made, but they are definitely separate entities. That's been okay. Uh, Minnesota Made has been going for ten plus years for a while. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I was reading. Yeah. My 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 mistake. Yeah. So yeah, Future Anglers of Minnesota is pretty. That's a baby. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> we're still tweaking stuff and and figuring it all out and. You know, just like I said, you know, talking about it and stuff just opens up. You know, we kind of started a, a brainer chapter. We didn't really plan on it. It just we had um, some people step up and they, you know, own a resort up there. And they're like, we want to do something. We want to get behind this. And we're like, well, I guess we have a brainer chapter now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So it's pretty it's it's pretty cool and um, pretty rewarding. But, yeah, that's a that kind of those kind of so, uh, conversations open up. I'm just, you know, we going back to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, you being uh, famous, I'm just glad I got to meet you before you got too famous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we did gel pretty well uh, at at, at uh, relevant, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. We just had thing. that photo day, our own media day, yep. if you will. Yeah, no, that was um, pretty cool to meet. You know, again, just going down the rabbit hole, that was more of a hunt slash fishing. Um, so we got to talk shop in both worlds. And, you know, just to go down the rabbit hole, I, I never really got into hunting until I met my my wife. And she was she's hunted since she was, I think, 14 years old. So she's probably uh, taken more deer than I can count at the moment. Uh, but, you know, 
hunting in general is a generational thing, right? So generation after generation after generation, usually if you have kids, one or two or all get into that and then they pass it on to the next generation. For me, I never had that, right? Because my parents immigrated to the States in the early 80s. So no one taught me how to hunt or no one, you know, you need some type of uh, mentor to get into that sport. Just like, you know, birds or deer or fishing, just any any outdoor sport, you need someone to mentor you at least one time. And then you can say, eh, that's not really for me. Or you can say, all right, let's go gear up and buy thousands thousands worth of worth of uh, gear so again like generational never had that got into it got hooked now i think i'm in year number seven for deer hunting i still haven't i've done uh pheasant hunting but that was at a game farm so that doesn't count sure <laughs> yeah that's not cool that's more shooting than hunting but it's you know it, yeah it's, it's uh it's, it's like a pay, it's like a it's like fishing in a, at a pay lake right you still gotta go through the yep. motions you just your success rate is just uh you have more of a guarantee that's all <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's oh. it's like whether you go skunked or you won't be skunked. Yeah, the mechanics are still there. You know, just your, yep. yeah, your your rate of your your percentage of likely success just goes way up. Yeah, that mentor yeah, thing exactly. for hunting is for sure. Definitely, that seems more even more so than fishing. But I, I would say even fishing a lot of times is a, a handed down thing. And, yeah, and not always, but. Uh, Although I, I gotta say I think there's a lot more like adult onset hunters nowadays <clears throat> than there's been uh, in history. You know, I mean it used yeah. to it used to yeah. be a really tight knit, you know, families, yep. you know, uncles taking nephews and stuff like that, and that was kind of the that was kind of the norm. But now more and more people. I mean, I'm I'm a bit of a adult onset hunter myself my my dad didn't hunt i didn't have any uncles that hunted i mean i guess i did on my mom's side but we didn't hang out with that side very often so i just never really got into it it was kind of me and my high school buddy that just decided yeah i was gonna say that then you found a friend Mm -hmm. which kind of turned into a mentor and then you probably learned a lot from your friend's dad right so that's that's the way you probably learned you know some knowledge that is otherwise unknown yeah so kind of some knowledge very little knowledge uh through i would say uh his it wasn't his dad and it wasn't his uncles it would be his stepdad some through his stepdad okay. and then there's his stepdad's neighbor so they all hunted together and then, okay so yeah okay. we kind of got some but for the most part and it was him and i just riding roughshod like figuring it out yeah. on our own and figuring being it out very un, very unsuccessful <laughs> to this day <laughs> i'm not that successful of a hunter especially deer hunting like i don't i don't shoot big bucks you know i, I shoot deer but there you know yeah. I, i'm definitely more of the the meat hunter i don't I mean, would I like to shoot, you know, a giant 10 by 10 or not 10, yeah, 10 by 10, a 10 pointer. Yeah, of course. That'd be amazing. But <laughs> that's not where my main focus lies. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to be able to fill the freezer. And if a trophy walks out, you'll also take that trophy and fill the freezer. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I buy doe tags every year if I can, because why not? <laughs> That's right. They taste good too. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I had some mild success, you know, moderate success when it came, when I got into, but even that took a long time, you know, waterfall hunting I, to a, a decent level of skill when it comes to waterfall hunting. So that, that there's that. I'm not a big bird hunter, you know, I don't have a dog, so well, I guess I just said waterfall. When I when I think bird hunting, I, th- I think upland hunting. So like grouse, sure. pheasants, stuff like that. I don't yeah yeah do that much. Um, so still, you know, basically when I go out, I'm I'm winging that. No pun intended. So yep 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 yep. Yeah, I'm only I'm only doing shotgun. I haven't gone down that um, archery rabbit hole because I feel like that's going to be way too addicting. So <laughs> I've been, is. I've been, I've been, I've been slow to transition into that world because I know I'll go and buy everything again. So yeah. uh, I know once I make that cut, that's all I want to do. I just know it. So I've, I've been very slow to, <laughs> to yeah, I would just, I would just say, do it. Just, just rip the bandaid off and, <laughs> just do it because you're gonna love it and and here's and and i'll give you uh, like the main reason why it just extends it extends your season it it gives you it it puts you in the woods for a longer period of time because i get it it opens middle of september doesn't close till the end of the year you know i know and i and i get that i get i get that that's that's why i'm scared (laughs) because i probably won't get anything done (laughs) you'll get a lot of done you get a lot of hunting done <laughs> I know, I know. Lots of solo woods time. Chores are for the other months that <laughs> do, don't have hunting seasons or fishing seasons or no, I just can't. <laughs> chores no, just don't it, get yeah, done. To- <laughs> to- totally, totally get it. Yeah, and, and typically when I go in, I go in pretty hardcore. Obviously, you know, adding two additional headcounts into your life slows that down. But they're starting to get a little older, two and four. Yeah. I don't post them again on. I don't post them on social media. I think I've only posted them one and a half times. I say half because it's like I only posted like the back of their head. <laughs> That's funny. Because <laughs> I, I so like you know. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely the focus changes to the kids, um, and eventually I'll be able to get out. The outdoors are going to always be there, right? Right. Uh, but well, but they're hope. young. It, yeah, but yeah, it's true too. Uh, as urbanization happens, but as as they get a little older, I mean, I'll have a little bit more freedom to hopefully get back into more fishing and more hunting. Yeah, and it and it kind of just changes the way you do outdoor stuff. You know, I I hate when I hear these stories of, well, yeah, I used to hunt a lot or I used to fish, but yeah, I got we got kids, so I just just don't really do that anymore. It's like, well, you can still do it. You just change the way you do it i mean when my daughter was weeks old literally weeks old i went fishing i just went shore fishing i was lived in arizona at the time there was a little pond um that was you know stocked with fish and i just had that little chest thing i strapped her to my chest and i went down and (laughs) was casting around work yeah and then yeah i put her in her little carrier and had her covered up you know i'd check on her we'd move down the shoreline check on her she's sleeping you know i mean you can still do it. Can you do it to the level or probably as often as you did it before? No, but no. definitely don't use, you know, kids shouldn't be a reason, you know, to. No, 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 no. Keep you I'm just saying. Keep I'm just, you off the water. Yeah, when I say that, I say that you you obviously can't spend 12 hours out there, right? It's now 
on their time, even though you still get to go out there, right? It, 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 it's just different, like you were saying. Yeah, it's still just, getting out there and enjoying right. it. It's just different. You just have to amend how you do it. That's you know. It's, but I, I, but I know too many people that have had kids and they just straight up stop. And it's, it's oh, just yeah, oh, the only time they that. go is like the one weekend a year they have a guys weekend or something. You're like, this is yeah, this is crazy. that will not be me. That will not be me. <laughs> well, but that's good to be, hear. They'll be joining. <laughs> well, it helps. It helps that hey. your that your wife is an outdoors person as well. Yeah, which... yeah, yeah. Right now we're just trying to stay afloat uh, mentally. We have lots of tantrums right now. <laughs> oh yeah, well, two and four. You yeah, know how that the, goes. You're into the that, thick of it. That'll that'll. <laughs> That'll grind the strongest-willed person to nothing when you hear for hours and hours and hours. Uh, so that's once that's story. done, it'll yeah. I mean, you, you got to think about like you 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 remember when someone reminds you, but you Hulk smash that so far down the in, into your like black hole that you don't remember how how tough it was. <laughs> right. And yeah, at the end of the day, we all go through it. But right now, that's what I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't envy you at all. I, I have my, my kids yeah. are grown. Yep. Like every like now when I'm in the mall or at the airport or I said mall. God, I'm old. If I'm at Walmart or whatever, you know, anywhere, and I, I hear a kid throwing a fit. I just like, boy, I don't miss those days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so glad yep, you I'm not immediately there go. Anymore. Yeah, thank, thank that. Thank God that's not me. <laughs> in fact, I just. I was just flying this weekend and somebody at the airport, there was a situation like that. And then um, we were talking about it and then it was an older couple that I was talking to referencing this, this family that had the kid that was throwing the fit and something about, I think they said the line of they're like, yeah, but you know, they grow up fast and I just go, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) They they do. Yeah. Most people use that. They grow up so fast as like a sad story. And I'm like, Oh no, that's it's, it's amazing that they grow up fast. It's great. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm only half joking because it's, I do miss the days when they were little and cute and innocent. Um, cause like I said, my kids are grown. Crazy fact, you know, the kids are like three, two and four, I've been working remote for all those years. So I've probably seen them more than the average bear. (laughs) Just in general, right? I'm not driving anywhere. I'm in the house. Anytime I get out of the house, it's like, holy buckets, this is what it feels like. (laughs) (laughs) This is what the sun is. (laughs) What is that deafening sound? Nothing Mm -hmm. but silence. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The noise canceling headphones are the jam. Yeah, just being out in the woods for thirty minutes without them would be like noise canceling headphones. Yep, for sure. Make you make you appreciate even more. And another like uh, the fact that your wife introduced you to hunting. I don't think that story is very common. It's not common. <laughs> I no. don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, so my wife's side. Uh, they got some land um, west of the metro, so that's where we hunt, and you can shotgun hunt because it's in Hennepin County, so I'm super blessed for that. Um, just this last season, I think I think I spent nearly 60 hours outside during the winter, or sorry, during the hunting season. Oh, you're making it happen. Yeah, but I mean, this was like, get up at 5.30, hunt that peak window, come home by quarter after eight to start work that's what i was doing <laughs> nice 
So, so the first one I got was 15 minutes into into opener. Literally, I'm like, oh my god, this can't this can't be happening right now. <laughs> so 15 minutes. The first. So, I had another tag, um, you know, party hunting and, and all, uh, getting up at the same time and all that stuff. And I think it was on the, it might have been the second to last day of hunting season. It was a beautiful day. I think I was hunting in like a, just in like a, a camel shirt, palm, no wind, perfect. A spot I've never hunted. It was like a fence line, 80 yards with my laser, with the slug, slug gun, pulled the trigger, dropped. But it, 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 I, I don't even, I'm like, okay. And here's the funny part. I was on my knees holding the shotgun up. That 12 gauge <laughs> put me to heaven. Like I, I went straight on my back and oh, I was no. I was looking into the, into the sky and I get back up, put the scope back out. I'm like, all right, it's down. <laughs> That's a, nice. You have no, you have no brace, right? If you think about that, that position. Yeah, not. Oh my God. Yeah, that's not the. I, w- I wish there was a GoPro recording that. I was gonna it say, probably would have gone viral. I was like, is there a video of this? I need to see it. No, there wasn't. <laughs> the the story the story is so memorable. I can't even make it up. It's like when I see <laughs> when you see the picture when somebody scopes themselves, you know, and the, mm-hmm. when when they scope themselves, but they're successful. Those are always some of the best pictures because they're oh yeah they got this huge oh, wound, yeah. but they got a shitting grit on their face and they're just happy as oh, yeah. shit because they it you know a, it's a giant oh it's just a huge <laughs> wound. I remember reading uh, yeah. an article. Uh, I don't remember what magazine you know Outdoor Life or Field and Stream, possibly both. But this guy was on it. He was either a, a, like a doll sheep or a mountain goat, mm-hmm. and his whole like eye was taped up. Like you didn't see oh, the like. And in the story, he's like that patch is literally holding my eyeball in. Like it scoped him to the oh, point where like my. his eye was like. What out. was he using? I don't remember, but he was just too close to this. I mean, this—that's how you scope yourself. Is just you get too close to the scope, yeah. you know. Yeah, you get too intimate. <laughs> They're not binoculars. You don't put your eye right no. on it, you know. No, so just, and if that, yeah, oh my gosh, in the heat of the moment, or it was probably an angle thing, you know, when you're in the mountains, you're either shooting up or shooting down. You know, the angle is probably weird, so he was trying to position himself to, you know, it happens. It it, it happens pretty frequently. Uh, but yeah, yeah that, that was that, that that second deer. I was probably watching it for, I mean, twenty seconds, and I was just watching it through the scope the for about thirty yards while I was walking into the field, and it was it didn't smell me or anything. And I'm like, I'm not taking it because I kept seeing this ten point monster. I'm like, I'm not taking it unless it's the monster. But then I looked through them like this thing is humongous looking. I'll send you a picture later, um, just so you can see it. But I'm like, this thing has a big, big freaking body. It was only six points. I'm like, all right, this, this, this will, this will freeze. This will put some meat in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I took the shot. Beautiful. I mean, yeah, you'll get you'll oh, get and, a little flack for me when it comes to yeah, 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 yeah. Antlers. And back to my my wife and hunting. She has uh, two other sisters, and I don't know why she decided to hunt. Um, I think the dad, father-in-law, wanted to try hunting because, you know, 
high quality meat, et cetera, all that. And I probably asked my wife and she's like, yeah. And then she's been just doing it ever since. And minus the year she's gone to school, she's almost gotten a deer every year. Nice. Minus also the years she's been pregnant. But yeah, almost every single year she's gotten <laughs> a deer. That's pretty pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, well, she must be skilled enough and she's getting it done. I mean. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And I, yeah, I just no. It's it's been good. I do the bow, the bow thing, the archery thing. Gun gun hunting doesn't really do much for me. Um, like I honestly just have no real interest. Um, I just I I love the like. I just love everything about archery. I love it, like the intimacy of it, like getting having to be really stealthy and getting the game mm-hmm. close, closer. You know. And I'm and I'm definitely not like poo-pooing gun hunters. Like, not yeah, yourself. Yeah, no, I get you it. Know? It's never like it's, it's, not, it's, it's a different not... different rush. Yeah, <laughs> it's like for me, it's like well, I mean, going out, you know, this deer is 300 yards away, and I shoot it. It's like, do I really need to worry about my scent control that much? You know, you know what I mean? It's no, like, no, you, eh. you don't. But it's still hunting. That's what I mean. It's like I'm not really talking smack about it. It's just my own personal. I, I have my, like, toxic trait is I like to make things way harder on myself than they should be. So Yeah. It, it's I get it. It's silly. Like, I don't, I don't know why I do that. Like, there's one of the reasons, like, I, I have never shot a wild turkey. I've gone hunting, like, I don't know, four, four or five times, four or five seasons or whatever, and I've yet to kill one. And everybody keep because mm-hmm. I use my archery equipment and – I hunt public land. I hunt like the most public land and like yeah. infamous, <laughs> infamously I'd been hunting like Carlos Avery, which is like, you know, it's known for being super pressured and busy. And, and so these birds, they've just seen everything, you know, I'm kind of starting to learn, like they don't like decoys. They don't really like calling. So it's, it's almost more like deer hunting. You just got to sit there and wait for one to, get in range and i've had a couple like almost like i never actually released an arrow but i like kind of a few more steps kind of scenarios sure and i would have um but just hasn't happened and with that said now you know i have buddies that are like oh just go with the gun get that first one off the, your, your list with the gun and i'm like i'm just not interested because here's the thing <laughs> if and i had i been hunting with a gun i would have been successful more than i more than not you know, I've had sure. I've had run-ins with them, just not where I could, you know, get my bow up and and get them. Where if I was just sitting there with a shotgun, they'd be dead turkeys for sure. Like I feel like oh, yeah. it's relatively easy, which is why I don't have any interest in doing it. Like I don't yeah. need yeah. turkey meat that bad. Where it's like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get my no. turkey, you know. And and be, in those years, I was also guiding snow goose hunts, so it's like I was I had lots of snow goose meat. So my freezer was pretty full so i didn't yeah i didn't need the turkey meat so my motivation was just different than a lot of people and so i just hasn't hooked me yet you know and i know some people are just like so obsessed with turkey hunting and i get it i understand it and i'm i'm a bit surprised that it hasn't grabbed me because the same thing that i like about waterfall hunting like especially goose hunting with that interaction you know you're calling to them and you're fooling them with decoys and that whole thing it's very similar to turkey hunting you think it would be i would just be a prime candidate for full-blown addiction there 
but it just hasn't happened. <laughs> it just I don't know why it just hasn't happened. Fascinating. I don't know. I can, maybe I just need to have one of those hunts where and I I can't say I've ever really called, you know, a big strutter in or something like that. Maybe I just maybe that's the scenario that needs to play out and once that plays out maybe I'll be hooked, but Yeah, know. yeah. No 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 doubt. I mean, again, there's so many things you can get get in get into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't want to say waste your time, but like immerse your time into a hobby, a sport, a niche that if you're not careful, oh, <laughs> you'll yeah. be like, why, what just happened? Oh yeah. And I, I do have a tendency to do that, like fall into a new, like, uh, I don't know, interest within the out. I mean, I'm always outdoors, like whether it's hunting, fishing, foraging, whatever it is I'm doing, like there is no off season for me. I just pick a different thing, but I do go through like, phases where i'll find a new little niche and i'm uh-huh. just like get obsessed with it and then i get to some <laughs> yeah. some level of success with that and then i'm like okay i need the next challenge like okay i did that yeah now i need what's the next thing you know and i'm i'll say this i'm i'm not not that i'm not that close but it's like close enough that i'm like keeping an, a side eye on it but like the micro fishing for like darters and stuff i just had a guy i just had a guy on the the podcast that's like about a japanese it. thing yeah i just had tony long on and he's all into that in fact he just went to south carolina there's like a big convention where they all get together and they sane and they microfish. it's crazy um but those the fish are just so cool like so many people don't realize what we have like actual like my, I mean, they're not tropical because that's not our climate, but they're as they're as ornate as tr- some tropical fish. Like they're super cool. Sure. Like a lot of the sure. darters and daces and stuff like that, just like crazy colors on them. Um, and I've always been in aquariums <laughs> too, so it just like it fits in. Like there's enough ingredients there that's like if I'm not careful, I'm gonna I want to slip into this. Go down that, <laughs> yeah, go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I don't know if I should or not, but I can definitely. You can't. I can, I I can see getting sucked can. into the whirlpool pretty easily. I, you should definitely dabble in there. I think there's <laughs> something there. <laughs> I mean, I probably will. I mean, um, hopefully, I I meet up with Tony at some point in time this this summer, and we, you know, and I'll tag along and just and just see, you know, see what it's all about. So I might. I don't know if the micro fishing part will really. So that that's almost like the least interesting part of it. Like I'm very interested in yeah. the fish themselves, like the ecology of, yes. you know, I've always had aquariums. I love like snorkeling. I love underwater. You know, if there's an underwater like nature show, I watch it. Like I just, I, I'm just. <laughs> it's all fascinating. Yes. I'm obsessed with, with like underwater photography and videography and stuff like that. So that stuff is like right up, like I'm all in on that. So I could definitely yeah. see myself getting almost more interested in like the saning of a little Creek to see what lives in it. And then, you know, have a couple aquariums set up in the house where maybe I bring something back and, you know, so yeah. I, I could definitely yeah. see that more so than the fishing aspect of it, but yeah, it's, I've never done it. So it's a big question mark. May I go up? Maybe I go out there and I just, I have, and it's just a riot because I, as much as I love fishing, I don't really get crazy caught up in like, having to catch the biggest you know. I, I i i'm like that too some some uh, uh, as long as something is biting the hook you hope it's every bite is a pb right well yeah i mean that, that, <laughs> but, i mean but, i would say wouldn't that be great but, but it wouldn't you would just be like eh, 
You, if it was yeah, that commonplace, it, well, it wouldn't be special at all. Exactly. If all you brought in were 40-plus-inch pikes or whatever the case is, cast after cast, if you go to some, like, small lake in Canada that never gets pressure, you'll probably burn out and be like, yeah, I'm kind of done. Yeah, <laughs> done it. <laughs> Seen it, done it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I'll do stuff. You know, my brother will laugh at me. We'll, like, he lives in South Carolina, and we'll take his boat out, and we'll fish for, like, bull reds, right? And I've got some pretty nice reds. Yep. I think my largest is, like, 44 inches or something like that. It's a, sure. it's a nice one. And, you know, I've caught, like, multiple 40-inches, 42s, 38s, you know. And But while we're sitting there waiting for these bigger fish, instead of just sitting there and waiting – I'll break out like a flats rod with the smallest jig I can find and tip it with like shrimp. And I'll just be catching these little fish like little black sea bass or little grunts, little snapper, you know, like just, and he's like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just, I I like catching fish, bro. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter to me that they're small. Like, I don't, this is fun. (laughs) Exactly. Cause you don't know, it could be one of the rarest fish in that area. You know, and then the big rod goes down and you reel up and you grab the big rod and you, and you do the thing. Like, I'm just, I'm not great at being like passive or passive fishing like that. Just, you know, soaking baits on the bottom or trolling. Anybody familiar with this podcast has heard me shit on trolling a million times. Like, it's just not, (laughs) it's just not for me. Like if I am trolling, it better be for something massive. You know, like yeah. marlin yeah. or, you know, something like that. Or Goliath grouper. Yeah, or salmon <laughs> or, quite. you know, something. Yeah. You know, like I'm not trolling for walleyes. So I'll just tell you right now, I'm not doing it. Like I've done it and it bores me. Like it legit <laughs> bores me. I, I'm not enjoying myself, which is why I'm a bass angler. I like the, I like the action of bass fishing, casting, um, the fight. Casting and moving. Yes, that's much, much, much more my style. You like to burn petrol and and batteries. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And wear my elbow out. Yeah, casting, absolutely. Heck yeah. Yeah, That's fun. What's your favorite favorite brand of uh, reels? I mean, I'd, I'd have Everyone's to say. Everyone's got one. Yeah. I, I have a hodgepodge. That's why I can't. Yeah, I do too. But I, but I kind of do too. But I will say, I, I have, I really like Daiwa, and I have no affiliation okay. with them whatsoever. But that's just what yeah. I've been using the last few years, primarily. You know, I, when you find something okay. you like, you know, there's not much. Yeah. There's no real reason to branch out. Um, yeah. If it doesn't break, then don't change. <laughs> yeah, I mean they work great. I mean, you know, and I've had Shimano's in the past, and those work great too. So it's like I'm not. I don't have anything bad to say about Shimano. No. I think when it comes to bait casters, I think like my first, I think my first ever was like a Abu Garcia Black Max, you know, way back in the day. And honestly, I kind of totally uh-huh. forgot about Abu Garcia, but now they're back on my radar. So I think I'm gonna. I was like, oh, it was that the Northwest Sports Show? I was like, dang. They're still here, huh? <laughs> like, and they, I mean, they got some expensive stuff. I'm like, might have to give this another look. Like, well, every 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 brand has something that costs as much as your mortgage. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's like, <laughs> Jim, like what are you talking about? A five hundred dollar reel? You you're out of your mind. Like, what what does this do? What is why is this worth five hundred? I have no idea. <laughs> it's a lot of money if you think about it for a minute. Oh, it's so it's so much money. It's so yeah, much money. Yeah. But it's like anything when you when you get that upper 
echelon equipment. And I mean, and this, this is a cross board. I'm not even talking just fishing, hunting. Like this could be, I don't care what it is. If you're mm-hmm. a DJ or if you're whatever, when you buy that upper quality mm-hmm. stuff, tier. man, it makes a difference. And it's like, it does. It's like you make one of those purchases and it hurts, but then you're like, yeah, this thing, this is, this, this was worth it. This is the bomb, you know? Well, at least you hope yep. so far that's I, been my case, but I agree. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the quality I, and craftsmanship is, is substantially higher. Right, right, right. And so like now I'm, ugh, I'm going to spend a small fortune this summer. Um, I'm going to, I'm getting back into musky fishing a little bit Oh, because where I moved, I moved into Northern Minnesota and there's a couple of small rivers sure. here, the big fork and the little fork river. And they're just, from what I hear, and I've never fished them because I always get distracted. I'm, right here on Pelican Lake is my favorite lake. So it's like it's yep. hard to get me off that body of water. But now that I live yep. here, I know that I'm going to need variety in my life. So it's like, well, yep. I got two world-class musky waters right here. And I might as well do it. Like I think musky fishing out of a kayak or or wading is that sounds like so much fun. That sounds like more fun than musky fishing from a boat to me honestly. Like so that does that does. <laughs> I used to be into musky fishing like 20 years ago or more, and I just kind of got out of it. So my equipment is terribly just dilapidated and not great. So, yeah, it's 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 dated. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's time to for me to get back in it. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a few pennies. So I'm not looking yeah, forward to so, that. Yeah, my, but my my fishing experience, you know, just because that's kind of a, a semi-main topic, but it's more outdoors. We'll just cover the outdoors. My fishing experience isn't as diverse as probably all the other people. I mean, I only started, I started fishing with my grandparents because they're babysitting. So it would be just for panfish to, you know, feed, feed the fam kind of a thing. And then I stopped fishing for a long while. And essentially when I got with my wife, I got back into it hardcore and then, um, ice fishing actually came from the father-in-law when he took me out. I think I must've said this in a few podcasts where he had the Vexilar. I'm like, what is this thing? This thing is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's kind of like a video game, right? You see, you wait for the little mark and you see the flickers. Obviously we weren't, we were in a spot where there was no fish. So we just sat in a cold shelter, even with the heater going, you know, cause you're using, Essentially, it's like PARP back in the day, right? Right. <laughs> Versus the denier fabrics. And that Vexler was going, didn't see a thing. But, man, that is literally what hooked me on, on ice fishing. And then I just bought everything. Again, that's like the addictive personality that I am. And then <laughs> yeah. got into everything. Obviously, buy what you can buy. I think my first, like, gas auger, because that was a thing back in the day, was an Eskimo got the red hub because it was the cheapest right whatever was the mm-hmm. cheapest i could mm-hmm. buy so that's kind of yeah and then and then that evolved into where i am now i mean i i'm not gonna ever state that you know i'm, I'm the best i i want to always learn and get better because i don't have you know like a, you know a mentor that given me all their intrinsic knowledge that has been passed from generation to generation obviously you know 
a super hungry person will grind and research and figure out things and, you know, apply their own methods and techniques and get better in their own way. But like, yeah, so I, I'll never claim I'm the best, but I'm always trying to learn and get better. That's just my, my whole motto from, from the get go and just show that this sport and do it in like a positive and like, you know, positive manner where it's like, Hey, just get out, enjoy, you know, it's, it's, it's there in front of you. Look at all these lakes. Go out there. You know, if you need right. some stress relief, go out there and and ignore the 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 noise of life and and do some hook sets because they're free. Each time you have a hook set, you're like, oh yeah, it's probably like a four inch perch or something, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't matter. Still, still a hook set. Hook sets are free <laughs> until you sink a jig yeah, into a right. big log, and then you got to snap yeah. off, and they're not so free anymore. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> in theory hook sets are free i say mm-hmm. that all the time too that's kind of similar yeah, to me yeah. like you know and i grew up fishing and even ice fishing but my dad wasn't uh serious like i like i am like you know we did the drill yeah. a few holes we didn't even have a house and he always used like when you could drive out he used a van that blocked the wind and we'd sit on buckets <laughs> and like, yeah. fish with bobbers like that's just you know a minnow under a bobber that's that's all we yeah, ever did that was the style back then that's just all we that's all we ever did and um so when I got into it and I like got into construction, I was an iron worker. And then at the time, you know, we had, well, they still do. They have like a vacation bank, but you used uh-huh. to not get it until like, uh, you'd get a, like six months of that. You get a big chunk of money. Now you get it like every month sure. or something like that. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. But once I got that big check one year, I was at a place in my life financially where I'm like, this can kind of be fun money. And so I went to Cabela's <laughs> and... You know, before this, all I had was a hand auger and just oh, yeah. crappy equipment, right? That's all I had. So I went into Cabela's and I bought um, a laser mag, a power auger, you know, a gas auger back in the day for all you uh-huh. young kids that uh-huh. never knew anything different. Oh, yeah. Gas auger. I bought a <laughs> Chappelle suitcase style fish house. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and a Vexlar and an FL8. And I was off to the races. Yeah. Like I just got it. I was like, I'm in it. Let's go. Let's do it. And I just never looked back. I think I even. Oh, I think then I went and I bought a underwater camera too. Back when they were huge, big, big aqua yeah, view. Yeah, I mean, I, I just on that underwater camera um, comment. I think that's one of the more unutilized tools of the trade when people are you know, general public fishing, right? Mm-hmm. Because most people drill a hole, Vexlar, mark, no mark, and they move on. Or they find other holes and say, all right, let's go see. Or they find the community and they go, let's see, we'll see what's over here. But that, but that camera offers so much intel, right? That, that the Vexlar does not show. It's just, it's so unutilized. Yeah, with, with the scout it, versions, you know these like smaller versions they have now. Like those, yeah. There's a reason every tournament angler has them. I mean, yes, because there's times where your vex isn't really going to help you. You know, you get in some of these no. lakes where the the panfish are in the weeds under the ice. I'm yeah. talking like your vexlar is not really going to help you. No, and, no, and, and and yeah, it's just a matter of turning around, dropping, and be like, oh, instant com- uh, confirmation. And even basin fish, obviously. You know, some people still do it in tandem. They'll have live scope, 
right? And so they got yeah. a $3,000 piece of equipment out on the ice, and they'll scan a, a big school. They'll drill on it, and instead of fishing them, because they don't want to sore mouth their fish, they'll just drop a camera down to size check them. The, you know, because you, once you see fish on it enough times, you kind of get an idea of what, you know, you can, you can get a pretty good size yeah. reference. Oh. You know, correct, correct. And obviously, that's only if it's one of those schools that are relatively staying put, because a lot of times those basin schools are just cruising around like they're on crack. But and you'd you'd never yeah. get them on camera. But it does happen sometimes where you can size check them with that camera, and it's fun. What that camera is great for, though, in my opinion, is like families. If you got kids, especially if you know you're in, you're oh, in a sure. wheelhouse or something like that, or even even a a hub house, you know, where it's warm and they're comfortable. It, it can take a slow day where you hardly catch anything or nothing at all, and those kids will leave yes. there just, like, crazy happy because they saw fish. And seeing fish yes. is almost as good as catching fish to a kid. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, you, 100%. You get proof. And not even just for kids. I would even say for myself back when I first started using the, the camera because it's like, okay, well, at least I knew I was in the right place. At least there's fish here. I didn't, I didn't figure yeah. out how to get them to bite, but at least I picked the right spot. You know, that's, yeah. that's something. So I would still leave with a little sense of accomplishment, you know, that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm learning something. At least I'm picking the right spots. Now I just got to figure out how to get yeah. these things to bite. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, finding fish, um, is half the battle. Getting them to bite is the other half. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the argument. Like people use for, you know, technology like live scope, you know, you get somebody who's like, Oh, it's like cheating. It's not fair. And it's like, well, you still gotta give them to the bite. But you still gotta give him the bite. It, it it is like cheating, <laughs> and I and I like uh, and I like using it. So I'm like I'm not I'm not like I'm not I'm not shitting on it. It's just like it's a it's a definite yeah. big advantage. But it's changing. Uh, like it's changing the way you fish. Like it. Um, if if with with the introduction of technology, if they were to match the limits, right? So let's say that current limit for bluegills is 20 or whatever, and they they were to reduce it to five or 10. I think that could help with fish can't hide anymore. right? They cannot hide. It's getting harder and harder. So now the only, the only way you can now regulate that aspect is to reduce the limit. It has, there's no other recipe or, or size regulations or whatever, right? You just got You got to, you got to control what you can control now. Again, you know, that's just my two cents on that because if a fish can't hide and if you're skilled enough angle, you're going to be able to pluck those things easily. But if you're, you know, just an average person, it's going to take you a little bit of time with the technology, right? It's only as good as the angler using the technology. Correct. So there, and, there's some, there's some work to be done and that, that, that there, there is some tr- change in progress and hopefully more and more of that starts to happen. Well, to do a little bit of a deep dive on this, I mean, it's, I think one thing we have to keep in mind is every bit of information or uh, new um, innovation or invention yes. gets viewed with this same lens. You know, the very first yes. Vexlar that came out, I heard the same stuff. All oh, this is not fair. When the cameras came out, that there was there was talk of banning underwater cameras. It's like, oh, that's not oh, fair. Okay. Is this, even, is this even fishing anymore? You know, you can see him bite. And it's like, well, yeah, but it does, you still got to give him to bite, and you got to get him in front of the camera like this. You know, and then, of course, nothing happened. Fish fish populations didn't crash. And so here we are now. We had another big leap forward with forward-facing sonar, and we're having yeah. the same conversations again. And it's like, 
Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't ignore that. Yes, it does make you more efficient, but there's a couple other factors that come into play. I think that keep it from decimating our lakes. One, we already have season and you know limit structures in place to prevent that from happening. Two. Yep. The fish change, you know, just like just any any other predator prey relationship in the world. You know, if if a certain method is too successful, it's not even so much that the like that the fish will change their habits, but it's like the fish that would naturally behave a certain way that you're exploiting, those ones kind of get taken out of the population. So you're going to be sure. left with the ones that maybe sure. are more prone to hide in the weeds, right? So where sure. live scope yeah, doesn't really sense. help you. So you or start... they or they feel the trans transducer pulses now. I I've seen that actually with my own two eyes. Yeah, not I so have, much I have, with I have panfish, but well. I've seen it with bass. You know, if you you ping that bass and they move, you know, it's like oh dang. Yeah. So you know they're, yep. they're like okay they're learning they don't like it. Or maybe they always didn't like it. I don't know. So you have that. And then the other element with that is that it seems, especially with live scope, you know, it's not cheap. So the people that have it are generally like your top tier anglers, you know, tournament anglers or people that are just like, this is their like hobby, 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 you know. And those people that fall in that category more times than not are catch and release anglers even on the ice. Like, they might keep sure. some fish, but they're sure. not keeping fish. You know, sure. the people that keep fish every time they go out and that, that's successful, they're your bucket brigade. They're the guys that are going out there and yeah. drilling their two holes, and they have a good day. They keep everything they they catch within legal reason, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's like <laughs> they're the ones that, for the most part, do the, more of the, the take fishing, you know, like. No, that, that, that makes sense. So it's like it. What you end up, the overall net result is the fears just never really, the fears of this technology never really come to fruition because there's these other factors that kind of all balance it out. But it's just so easy to demonize this thing that you don't understand, you know, especially if you don't have it because that's the other thing you do is the, like, the people that have them, they become an other, you know. Oh, they could afford it. You know, there's a, a little bit of a an envy thing. Oh, yeah. So there's a little yeah, bit of a true. there's that's... a little bit of a class struggle thing that happens. And I mean, I don't personally own it myself. I would love to. Yeah, <laughs> I will yeah. someday. I mean, I, I but it's been out for a while. But for me, I you know, I probably could have bought it in the first year, but I just saved for it over three or four years before right. I bought it. Yeah. It's like. This is a tool. It's an extremely expensive tool. If I'm patient, I'll eventually be able to buy it uh, frugally. <laughs> well, and you know, you never want to be versus, an early adopter too, because there's always some kinks to be worked out. You know. Oh yeah, Just for look, sure. Like be, there wasn't even ice bundles before. People were like, you know, going to Home Depot and making, making their own, making their own. Yeah. yeah. So once the industry saw that, they're like, oh, there's a market here. And so now you've got yeah. really cool ice bundles, and that's only going to get better. Uh, you know, battery technology yeah, gets better. Yeah, it's to grow. Yeah, it's, it's going to – people are like, how can it get any better? Oh, it can get a lot better. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Look at that it, screen. It never stops. You got, There's going to be some – someday, 20, 30 years from now, like that's – you're going to be able to count the scales. Like it'll measure the fish for you. Like, oh, that's a 14-incher. Let's go oh, catch that oh, one. Oh, for sure. You know, like – 
for sure. Technology always improves. If you think if you think technology is capped out, you're dead wrong. Like it, it's, it's, yeah. There's going to be something else that blows your mind. Like, and then yep. and then you're going to hear this same exact argument again. Where it's like this isn't even this isn't even fair. This isn't even fishing anymore. And then the old timers are going to be using the old school live scope. <laughs> 20 years <laughs> yeah, for sure it's gonna be affordable like a, exactly, like a yeah, you know 100%. first generation vexilar <laughs> well think of like uh you know flat screen tvs when those things first came out they were thousands of dollars did you oh, get yeah, one for like 300 bucks two three bills <laughs> yeah for a 60 inch giving them away like, on eh, black friday whatever it's just a yeah another it's pretty big, wild another 60 inch flat screen tv big deal so yeah 10 Ten years from now, the old school live scope or that those are going to be pretty cheap. I mean, it, they'll be yeah, affordable. They'll, no, they, no they'll be affordable to the masses. And then there's going to be some new, another big leap in technology that everybody sinks their their money into. You know, going to switching gears to open water, PowerPole yeah. came out with their uh, trolling motor this year, and that thing's like yeah. five okay. grand. And oh, wow. It's like, what? That's an that's an early adopter pricing. That's why. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's a brushless. You know. Well. This. I mean. It's not even the first brushless because like Garmin has theirs. Lawrence has theirs. Yep. And so yeah, it's a you know, it's brushless. It does all spot lock. It does this. It does that. Well, I think it goes up and down. I think that's the thing. Like it's motor. You know, you can raise it and lower it with a push of a button. Okay. So you know, if you're okay. in super shallow water or something, you can raise it up and. I think it's something like that. So it's it's got its little niche market, and yeah, it's an early, it's a new, brand new technology, and so it's super expensive, you know. And that's just you, get, you can get your premiums. Well, it's it's the law of economy too, you know. It's like well, there's yeah, there's not many <laughs> in the market, so they're going to be more valuable, you know. It's like the the inventors of it or whatever, they got to kind of recoup some of their R and D, and it's, yeah, it's going to be more expensive. This is what it is. Correct. That's what I'm no, waiting for. That's I, good, though. I want to, yes, because I want a Minn Kota Ultrax. I'm like the only boat in my league, I think, that doesn't have, oh, no, there's two boats in my bass league that doesn't, that doesn't have it. I need spot lock, and I need it bad. So what I'm waiting for is <laughs> Minn Kota to come out with their brushless version because then everybody's going to everybody's gonna sell their Ultraxes for the brushless one, and then I can buy a used one for a fraction of the price of what they are brand new. And that's very smart. And I'll be happy. So come on, Minkota. I know you I know you have one waiting in the wings to release to the world. Let's go. Yeah. You just have to be more you just have to be patient. You'll get there. I'm losing patience. <laughs> <laughs> I am losing I am losing patience because I get so frustrated when you're out there, especially you know, deep you're on a deep water bite or something and the wind's blowing and it's like, uh, uh, yeah, you just drift in a way. See you well, later. It's just boat control. You know, you're just like, and yeah. then, then you look over and there's somebody just presses that button and they're just fishing. They don't have to worry about boat control. And you're like, Oh, I'm so jealous. yeah, that is amazing though. Just think about that for a second. You don't have, you can take your, your thought process out of boat control and just fish. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, okay, it's one thing. I'm I'm holding myself in position, and then I catch fish, and then maybe I got to go cull it, right? I got to put it and check yep. it and see. And, well, then by the time I get back to the front, I've drifted it off 75 yards. And now I got to get back to find the spot again. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's not such easy. an inconvenience, especially, you know. And before, 
this is one of those things too. It's like ignorance is bliss. You know, before spot lock was a thing, that was just a fact of life. Like that was just that's what everybody had to deal with, and so you didn't. Yeah. It, you didn't even think like this sucks. It's like this was just you just never gave it a second thought. Well, now that there's a better option, now it sucks. <laughs> now you're like, <laughs> you know, it's like the first roof that got invented. You're like, oh man, sleeping under the rain sucks. <laughs> when at some point in time that was just the norm. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know. That's, that's I'm putting my I'm putting emphasis on that. I'm I'm hoping to, you know. Figure it out to get to get an Ultrix this year because I, I just I have to have it. I just I lose my mind. I, I get so frustrated. It's, and maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. Oh, it's beyond time. <laughs> it, yeah, maybe it's time. You just gotta do it. <laughs> it is beyond time. It just comes down to priorities. Like I'm just gonna have to sacrifice yep. somewhere else and just bite the bullet and and get it. <sighs> but, yeah, I don't know. Well, all sounds, right. So, what other what what other topics? Oh well, I was gonna touch on you know you're like you're still learning the ice fishing thing. It sounds to me like you should probably get a team together and jump into Minnesota Made next year. That's what I'm here. Yeah, you want to learn how to I, ice fish. I, I I thought I thought about that, but I I mean if if it's it's a tough time right now to <laughs> well yeah get you the little tur- kids tur- yeah, yeah. <laughs> tournament mode and and eventually again that'll be there for a while so yes, I will hopefully. dabble in there it's just a matter of when right um it's it's because I know once I commit it's hard to uh, commit yourself out of it <laughs> yeah yes. it is it's it's it it's a uh, you know it's a it's a full you either love it or hate it yeah. type thing right you can't you can't Two fifty percent. You got to go. Yeah, one hundred and ten. Yeah. You'll you, there's gonna be failures and you know learning experiences and all that stuff along the way. But in order to get really good, you got you got to go one hundred and ten percent or even more. Yeah. So, so we we took this year, just like, this year off. Yeah. Go ahead. We took this year off. Um. Just because. Oh, you did. Okay. Just life. Um. Situations like I moved. I took a job and I move moved up north. So I was like, I don't know what my yeah. you know I'm not gonna be able to travel. And pre-fish. My, my thing and was pre- my thing was just all about pre-fishing. Is if you know if yeah. you don't have time to pre-fish, you're just not going to be that competitive. Correct. Um, Correct. You have to have some level of flexibility, right? Yeah. And then work and my tournament partner just bought a house, so he was like, I don't know where I'm going to be financially. You know, it's like he's like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm pretty sure I'll be okay, but I don't want to, you know, spread myself yep. too thin. Yep. It's first time owning yep. a house, like I just don't know. And so we're like, let's just take this year off, and you know. I was still yeah, and, I was still and, at most of the events. I went down there, you know, because we always do the, the 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 fam clinics the day before. So I was down there for yep. that, anyways. But I wasn't going down there pre-fishing, so I was still saving myself some travel time and some gas money and whatever else. But hopefully, back into yeah, it next year. I missed it for sure. That, that's that's you know that's just part of the the whole commitment, right? Spend, yeah. burning gas, wasting time learning things, figuring out, you know, the pattern or what, whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's the piece that I'm not quite ready for. That it moment. will definitely, <laughs> it will definitely up your game. Like, Oh, I know big time, you know, know, and that's the thing for like, I when know. I, when I talk people into joining and getting into competitive fishing, you know, for like the first year or two, I'm like, you know, pre-fishing is super important and there's, that's part of learning too. So I'm not going to say don't do it. But if you're first starting out, like just being realistic, like chance of you just like coming in and dominating and winning are not great. 
So don't no. put a ton of pressure on yourself right out of the gate. You know, kind of just Correct. like uh, walk into the water slowly, get acclimated to it, and just, you know, learn as much as you can. And then as you pick up more and more skills, then you can kind of hit it a little harder and a little harder and a little harder until until you're right up there competing with the yeah. the other top teams, you know. Yeah, one one of the bigger issues for me is I am in the cities and garage real estate is yeah not ideal. So right. I don't have any machines. My Mondo, you know, grocery getter takes up all the real estate <laughs> in, the, in the in the garage itself. Yeah. So that that's been a, that's been a struggle. So you know, if I could somehow build an expansion, then I can get more toys. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Let's start. Uh working for you need, you're not going to be walking unless there's Dude. a walking league then maybe <laughs> yeah no i good luck selling that one uh <laughs> no it won't work <laughs> i think there is one story in minnesota made and it comes up every year where uh one event years ago um somebody's machine broke down day of and so he just walked out to where he could you know where he could fish and i think he either won or he did really well something like that it's just <laughs> That's funny side. Yeah, I just got lucky that it happened to work out that way, you know. Yeah, yeah. But hey, you do what you got to do, exactly. no matter what, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. So with um, so with your your like, when your parents moved here, like, how is like how does like the the Asian culture, like the cooking culture, fit in with the outdoors? Like, are you eating like really good Asian flair, wild game recipes? Uh, no, I mean, like my parents never did any hunting. They oh, they were both. They, and fishing it's just my grandparents that ran for whatever reason my grandpa was an addict <laughs> in fishing so then i would obviously have to go because they're like hey we're gonna go fishing and my parents are so yeah they're working um so yeah i i never really was into that world until grandpa and grandma, obviously, but my parents never, never was into the outdoors, what? never camped. But is your mom a good we cook, did though? Sight- I mean, can you bring her oh, yeah. the food and yeah, have her? Yeah, 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 like- for sure. She's like five-star level cooking. That's, that's hands down truth. <laughs> Let's go. So, yes, it, it, it's, it's a treat to get, you know, homemade meals, right? And still, I, I, I won't, I won't say that I'm good, but I can speak broken Korean enough to be dangerous, but totally I'm, I'm pretty Americanized. So it's hard for me to go back and forth. So it's mostly English and some Korean words trickled in just to communicate. And they're, they're the same too. They've been here for many years now. Right. But yeah, but they remind me all the time. Hey, uh, don't forget your hair is still black. So you are Korean. Like, (laughs) right. You are right. Touche. I can't argue there. Damn you. Mom, dad, you are very wise and sage beyond your years. (laughs) You ever bring them any wild game for them to, to cook up? Actually that, that second deer I got, um, I'd say over half of it went to them. Uh, a good portion went to the, the, uh, sister-in-law and then I took a good chunk in in the in brat in brats. I made a cheddar jalapeno brat. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, I didn't make them. A meat shop did. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So you had made. That's how it got all divvied out. So yeah, the first one we kept. The second one I hunted on behalf of some loved ones. There you go. Because they enjoyed it, and then yeah, they have really really enjoyed that venison. 
So what kind of traditional they, dishes do they make with the said so medicine? This is where would, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, try, would, I'm exercising my, would my all, foodie personality right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> so so I don't know if you know Korean food, but you know like the Korean barbecue. Mm-hmm. Does that ring a bell? So yeah, they would yeah. use those same ingredients and put that into the ground beef, and then they would just fry it up. So they would throw like. Mm. Green onions, onions, you know, like teriyaki, brown sugar, soy sauce, uh, onions, and they would throw it into that ground beef and mash it all together, and then they would just fry it up, you know, in like broken ground version, or they can make patties or whatever they want. But yeah, that's how they've been making it, and that's pretty good. Oh, sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, if you if you infuse that that bulgogi Korean barbecue ingredients into that ground. And then, like, just cook it up. It's, like, sweet and savory and delicious. <laughs> I'm just, like, I uh, well, I love, like, Asian flair food anyways. So it's, like, I yeah. see, like, those shows on Travel Channel, like, when um, uh, I can't think of the guy. He's, uh, unfortunately, he's passed. Bourdain? Bourdain, yeah. When he would be traveling and he'd yep. be in, like, the Philippines oh, or yeah. Vietnam or something oh, yeah. like that. And I'm, they're right. I mean, he's in, like, he's not at a tourist place. Like, he's where no, he's with in a the family heart. or he's in the heart of, like, where the locals yep. eat or whatever. And I'm looking at this food and I'm like, oh, my God, I want that so bad. Yeah, and, you know, um, again, with the, with the introduction of kids, my spice level intake has decreased to just salt. No <laughs> oh, pepper, no. Just salt. <laughs> right? But, no, it's because... It's you ask, add anything, they're like, ah, oh, too spicy. Right, but right, like, right. I'll, 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 I'll occasionally just throw in random spicy things just so that they get used to it because well, yeah, I don't want gotta, them to be got to expose them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So over time we'll get there. But, like, man, I was eating so many spicy foods, and I love just, like, the run. Like, your nose mm-hmm. would run. Everything would be clear. Oh, man, that was, that, that was the best. Now it's just all bland. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate. With the, with the hint of spice. <laughs> yeah, the hint. we set the spice shaker next to the yep. food, and I just look at it longingly. Uh, yeah. So, like, and one of my uh, tr- sorry, we'll go ahead. Oh, go sorry, ahead. I was gonna say like so traditional like Korean culture, and you maybe you don't know this, but is there as much like um, like the hunting and fishing is part of that culture as there is with like say like I know it's really big with the Hmong culture. You know, because the, yeah, they were no, they were hunting really, and fishing when they you know before they came over here. There really, there really isn't that much of a scene even in Korea. Okay, because it's more like developed, right? They got uh-huh. giant cities over there. Like, there, yeah. I mean, they have some of the fastest internet. I mean, they got everything high tech. I mean, you don't have to do anything because it just does it for you. Like the technology is there is astounding. Yeah. Um, but like. From the camp, I think they do more camping and hiking, but some, I see some, I don't want to say influencer, but some social media posts when you go into that rabbit hole, like if you research like Korean fishing, you'll see people fishing for bass and that's the only I see them fishing for. So there's a lot of bass culture out there because I think maybe because of Japan. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of bass culture. So they're just a prosperous culture. They're the they're the West and the East. That's all there is. That's all it is. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, they, they like video games and and more so right. that kind, that kind of scene. I'm sure partying and drinking alcohol is another scene. But in terms of like the fishing scene, it's just not as strong. I, but when I see pictures 
from that uh, area, it's a lot of bass, and I have a feeling it's inspired because of Japan. Probably, yeah, and it just seems it just seems like it's mirroring mirroring almost like American culture, you know. Sure, there's oh, yeah, there's a, sure. there's a subsect of people that go out and you know hunt and fish and procure their own wild foods, but that's rural, yeah, right? for sure, and for sure, for sure. It's just it's more uh, urban than it is rural, so yeah, yeah, that 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 makes sense, you know. Makes sense to me as well. Again, I I would have loved to have you know multiple generations of this pass through but it's got to start somewhere right and yeah I, absolutely I, I pretty much i my grandpa took it and then uh, I'll, I'll take it on and maybe it sticks to the daughter and son there well you know <laughs> we'll see hopefully they we'll see they, you know I'm, you would think my kids would be all into it right but they weren't yeah they just never really grabbed them you know they they enjoy fishing they're just not obsessive yeah. about it you know yeah summer vacation or whatever they're like oh we'll go out and boat with you today but it's not like when are we going fishing next you know it's, and just... i do i do um quite a bit of uh hiking and camping in addition to all this like i would every year we used to go to like a big national park and hike like 60 to 100 miles in like a week oh wow we went to norway and sweden rented a car went in norway hot hiked i think over 110 miles my <laughs> so goodness I, we, we did that all before uh, all the you know just more freedom right but that that's taking a little back burner i think we're getting ready for that soon i think once you get like a three-year-old and a five-year-old we should be able to rock and roll yeah because you want to wear them little bastards out <laughs> oh yeah yeah no kidding they they have they have no they have like an nmc battery in them on steroids oh yeah for sure <laughs> oh man those things they just oh so much energy like yep, said, they I grow, get it. They grow up so fast. Thank God. <laughs> I get it. The mothers never agree with that statement, by the way. No, they don't. No, they don't. They take they take the beat down. They yeah. take the most of the beat down. Unfortunately, I would I would like to get back into camping. That's something I have not done in. Oh my God! I so quite literally do not know the last time. Like the 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 memory is foggy of the last time I legit like tent camped. And yeah. So, I was so if looking you at, ever do tents at the north ever do go into yeah if you ever do go into that camping scene there's like a niche called ultra light camping and it is super fascinating like how to shave grams out of your gear so you don't get as fatigued as fast right right um making sure you only pack what you would eat so and then and then doing a now research on where to get water it's that is obsessive in itself, and it's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think that's as dangerous to me as like maybe the microfishing is, but I am intrigued. <laughs> like, I do want to get a water filtration system. Um, oh, yeah. Honestly, just like even for like when I go to fish like the Big Fork and Little Fork River, spend a day out there instead of having to bring bottles of water with me, I can just take. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. a bottle then to look use up, look and up then. Pro- pot- a product called Sawyer. Very Sawyer. simple. Okay. Uh, yeah, you fill up a water bottle and there's a filter, and I, and it's like a pouch. You push the water. Oh, through I've the pouch, I've seen the that. Yep. I've seen somebody yeah, use that. You yeah. just squeeze that into your bottle, Black basically. And, correct. Correct. Yeah. That's really lightweight and, in my opinion, functional. Or you can get a life straw, uh, just a big freaking cylindrical straw that you can just dip it into the river if it's clean, and then just suck up the water and it filters out 
all the all the particles. Yeah, most of the particles. Because yeah, I did a little yep. bit of a deep yep. dive not too like a couple weeks ago, and I watched like a couple YouTube videos, like product reviews. Yeah, all the best water filters out there, and boy, those yeah. it's like any kind of anything, right? You can spend <laughs> a little bit, or you can spend hundreds of dollars if you want. Like it, it gets That's, it gets crazy fast. <laughs> but, yeah, the best part is once you have it. You have it right, and, uh, and it usually doesn't go bad. So Correct, speak, right? Yeah. So it's it's kind of a one-time investment, which is good. Right. Yeah. I know. Like I said, you're using a kayak. You don't want to just be like, I'm not going to grab a five-gallon, you know, jug of water or something. But to do some like, you know, and I'd I'd like to, you know, do some camping. You know, do a a multi-day trip, you know, on the river or something. Yeah. So it's like. I'm going to need a, a lightweight tent, but I'm not going to get the point. Like I've heard podcasts and stuff where people talk about like, they'll cut the, you know, they get a plastic toothbrush and basically cut the handle off. So it's only like two <laughs> inches because those that they lose a gram, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. Like, come on, man. Like <laughs> within, yeah, I, within I remember, reason. <laughs> like I remember like the first time I went backpacking, we would, we packed, like cans of beans because I didn't know what the heck we were Oof. doing versus brain dehydrated. <laughs> right. Dude, this is, it's like you, you go out fishing for the first time and you, you bring like a full fold out table, <laughs> whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you've never done it. Right. So it, it, it's just what you learn over time and you always, you know, refine your, your, your loadout, you know, accordingly. <laughs> well, I plan what I'm going to do if I do a float or whatever, spend a weekend, even if I camp on a lake or whatever, I'm I'm going hardcore. I'm not I'm not gonna bring much food. It's gonna be you better catch something today if you want to eat. And I do <laughs> I do have some foraging knowledge and skills too, so I'll be able to go into the the woods and and find some stuff too, season depending, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not gonna bring much. You know, maybe uh, just a handful of like. Uh, you know, granola bars or something just to yes, uh, break, yeah, glass, break glass in case of emergency type of thing or one bag of dried, freeze-dried soup or something, you know, just in case. But I'm not going to be... What are the, what are, what's what's the big brand of dessert? You know, not dessert, but like you can buy them in boxes and they were really famous back in the day. Debbie Cakes or whatever. Oh, cakes yeah, or... Little Debbies. Yeah, you just drink a box of those. Yeah, box of those, you're golden. <laughs> You're golden. You got sugar and carbs. Carbs, nothing. Yeah, that, well, I mean, what do you need when you're kayaking a river? That's 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 what you need. <laughs> exactly. Get that energy back. But yeah, I watched. There was a YouTube video of some. They do like these guys do a guys trip, and they did the Little Fork one year, and it was man. They're I, I doubt that they're listening, but if they're listening, like hats off, gentlemen. Like you guys, like the the editing was top notch. Like they, like it was a really good production. They did a really good job, but that's what they did. I mean, they brought, you know, I think there was like two or three of them in, in, um, or two or three canoes and they just, they covered a lot of ground. I mean, they, they did a big, they did a big float and, um, you know, they would just take out and they got these campsites all along the river and they would just camp there. They'd catch walleyes every day and clean them up and eat them. And, that looked like so much fun. I'm like, and that's kind of where yeah, the camping nope. bug started getting back into me. I'm like, oh man, I haven't camped in so long. If you have time to burn and and yeah, and flexibility with work, man, that's 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 such a recharge to be able to do that. Yeah, and like it, it's what I realized in watching that too is like the the wanderlust that I have in me, which I don't uh-huh. get to exercise very much. Like just exploring <laughs> a new. 
yeah. spot or a new place somewhere I haven't been yet. And I just, I don't do as much of that as I used to. And, and, and on, on that wonderless topic, there's, you know, two really, really, no, actually in Minnesota, there's a superior hiking trail. I think it's 280 miles from near Canada down to, uh, Jay Cook park. I believe mm-hmm. that's where it ends. It's like mm-hmm. 200, you know, but doing the whole thing or the Pacific, uh, coast, Pacific Crest Trail, I think, out in like the California, that's like 3,000 miles. And then you got the Appalachians, that's like 2,400 miles. I mean, people do that in two to three months, just straight. That's, that's insane. Think isn't about that, that. Isn't that bonkers? So there was a guy I was following yeah. on TikTok. I actually had him on the podcast early on. He's, he uh, kayaked the entire Mississippi River. Started in Lake Itasca yes, and went all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. Yep, I've seen that guy. Yep, on TikTok. Yeah, not Sorry, waiting. Not waiting guy. to live is his handle. If anybody's interested, and go check. Him yeah. out. he is a super nice guy. Yep, yep. I saw I saw him posting almost every single day. Yep, pretty crazy. That was that was fascinating. Yeah, you know what it's <laughs> same, like. Same same journey. Yeah, the stuff that he's that he's seen that most people haven't. You know the 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 space in between river towns. You know what I mean? Like, who gets yep. to see that other than people that you know barge captains? <laughs> you know, like exactly just, uh, yeah that I, I need to scratch the wanderlust itch a little get, bit more get it get into it yeah get into it uh, but with uh, all my extra money and all my younger. extra time <laughs> yeah you're not getting any young, any younger though no well you didn't have to bring that up that was a little rude but hey, yeah. <laughs> hey same, i'm in the same same boat now <laughs> same kids boat. are getting older yeah for sure oh yeah, man these aren't as strong <laughs> Oh well, I just I just got some new relevance in the mail today. I'm super stoked about that. Awesome, yeah, dude. Um, speaking of those, you know, a sunglass is a sunglass until you try on relevance. I'm not even joking. I, I've had so many, you know, cheap pairs of sunglasses. You know, giving the plug, but like once you put on some of those and how clean and clear and sharp. Uh, how your eyes feel after a long day out out on the water or day or wherever it there's something there yes there's something and it feels super lightweight mm-hmm. there's something there that you just can't quite explain but it works yeah so I was <laughs> working the relevant booth or you know shared booth anyways at the Northwest Sports Show and yep. it's one of those yep. things like I was talking about that like how expensive rods are and reels are and people are you know and those are the fun things that people spend money on and it was a bit of a hard sale yeah. to, to get people to you know yet a lot of people are walking around with Costas or Oakleys you know it's not like they're afraid yeah. to spend money on eyeglasses but no. they're afraid to spend money on a new brand you know so you kind of got to give them the pitch and, and glasses just aren't as they're just not as fun of a thing to spend money on, but no, no, I'll, I but mean, you only have two, two pair, you know, two eyeballs, right? Yeah. And, and these are like, <laughs> these, the these are top of the line, man. This stuff is just like, I mean, I, yeah. you know, I've looked through Oakley's, you know, or I've had Oakley's, I've had Wiley X's, you know, uh, these, they're not this. And for me, like, uh, Lately, and I don't mean to do this, but lately, like, I have a lot of my episodes end up turning into an irrelevant commercial, but it's just because I believe in the product. <laughs> I mean, I just believe in the product so much. Yeah, the, I, I understand. The chameleon tech is just, it's where it's at. Like, yep. being able to throw my polarized sunglasses on at first light and be able to see and have polarization, and then they change yep. as I need them to change as the day gets brighter, like, you can't beat that. And I remember yeah, when I pretty, first pretty wild. met Adam and, you know, and had him on the podcast and we talked about it and I'm like, 
So like transitions, like that's he's like, yeah, pretty much like that. I was like, why has it taken so long for that technology to come into the sunglass world? Like that seems now that you said it, it seems so obvious. And yeah, like, makes sense. How are how are other companies not copying you yet? At the, maybe they are. I guess I don't know, but I don't. Know, they're they're so lightweight. The clarity on them is just unmatched. I mean, by the numbers, yep. right? That's the science behind it. Like, it has the same. I don't remember. Yep. I should know, but I don't know. Like, what the acronym is or whatever. But that clarity rating, you know, that's the same as your actual eyeball. So there's zero yeah. eye strain at all. Yes, and that that's the thing. I mean, like, you have on a on a super sunny day, and you got the hard water bronze on. <laughs> you remove those. Your eyeballs are burning because it's oh. so. Flipping bright. <laughs> those hard water, right back on. Those hard water bronze are like they captured lightning in a bottle with those for yes a sunglass that a lens that's designed for ice fishing. But it's not even it's not for me. I'm like I'm gonna use those. Those are just gonna live in my truck all summer long. I love those for driving. Like yeah, that that's true. The, the how how light they are in your car is another un you know dis, not discussed thing. It's like it's 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 almost it's hard to explain. You could drive with them at all hours of the day. <laughs> I forget I have them on. Like I legit do. Like as the sun sets and I still have them on. Like I'll just go scratch my head and I'll suddenly be like oh yeah why am I still wearing these like. <laughs> You know they've adjusted with the light. They're not super dark, and and that clarity thing. You just you forget that they're on. It, they're, yeah. they're just wonderful. But I, that hard water bronze lens, just the way that it filters like multiple wavelengths of light, like almost all colors, because it was designed to tone down white, which white is all mm-hmm. colors, right? So it like it just yep, makes yep. driving so nice. You know, because yeah. you're, you're not it's, trying to highlight. Well, you're not trying to highlight greens. You're not trying to take out blues. You're not. You know, you're just like you want to tone everything down, and that's what the hard water bronze does. It's such an awesome lens for driving. Yep, can't no, I, I recommend can't, those can't more. But yeah, that's so I did. So like, why I agreed to like work that Northwest Sports Show on a short notice was just for the for the relevant credit. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. so like I have, yeah. I have three brand new pairs waiting for him. So stoked! So I got the blue lens, the green lens, and a concealment lens for hunting. And I still want to, I still want a red lens for like when I'm fishing brown waters and stuff like that too. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna need a tackle box for my freaking sunglasses. <laughs> but it's like it goes back to what we said earlier. Like once you have good equipment, you know, it's like yeah. it seems like this crazy big thing but once you have good equipment you appreciate good equipment and like you start picking oh, yeah. up on nuance you know and, and you can you can bring that to like i don't golf but i know people that do and me you you hand me any club i'm i can't tell the difference it doesn't it doesn't matter what i use to slice the ball into the next county but somebody that does yeah. it you know yeah they're gonna spend 500 dollars on a good club you know, I don't even know yeah. if that's expensive. Yeah. There's probably more expensive clubs. I have no idea. I don't golf, but <laughs> I think the sky's the limit in that world too. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's like, but they, but they notice it and they appreciate it. So it's like, now that I know what premium sunglasses are like, it's like, I can't. There's no going back for me. So I'm not gonna uh-huh. knowing there's a better, yeah. there's a better option. Like if I'm on a, 
uh, a more stained body of water that's more brown, I'm going to want that red lens. And if I just have my green lens, I'm going to like, yeah, these are working. But they, it'd work better if I had the red lens. You know what I mean? Like exactly, it's gonna be, exactly. it's gonna, exactly. it's gonna but, kill you know, me. It's gonna kill I me. Got, I got the, the I got the red and freshwater greens on one pair, so I can get both. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I and the freshwater greens is what I use most of the time. Like that's that yeah. that covers most of Minnesota's waters for sure. And, and the blue, I, the blue, honestly, I got because the few times a year I go saltwater fishing. That's I wanted the blues for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and and then like I said, well, I got a lot of bog stained, you know, tan and stained waters up here, so I'm gonna have to break down and get a red lens at some point in time. Hey, uh, man, you know a guy. I know, I do know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the other, oh, I was gonna touch on that too. So like. We can wrap it up with this because it kind of brings it full circle with you, sure. you know, whining yourself, find, finding yourself on the cover of the regulations book. It's like when we did that that uh, that relevant day and then call it a media day or whatever, you know, they took some pictures and whatever. And then like months go by and all of a sudden I can't open Instagram or Facebook without seeing my face. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. Me too. The, the, first time, the first time was like, oh, it's kind of, the first it time was, was kind of cool. Then it's like, okay. Uh, m- moving on. It wouldn't. It wouldn't stop showing our faces. <laughs> just nonstop. <laughs> now I think they've changed. They've switched them up now. I'm not. I'm no longer in the rotation. I'm. I'm, I'm kind of glad. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, totally. I, I. Yeah. I mean, I burned out of my own face. <laughs> exactly. It's like listening to your own voice. It's always I've really had, weird. To I've had. To your own well, voice. I mean, I'm used to that. I've been doing this. for You're used a to long it, but time. it's still always. Yeah. When you first, you're like, okay. You're listening to your own. I'm like, man, I shouldn't have said um sixty five thousand times. But hey, I did whatever. Right? Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. always it's all it's it's always a weird thing. That is true. I still I voice. still hear myself do that from time to time. Where I say like too much, I'm like, uh, yep. I'm gonna stop doing yep. that. And then the the YouTube when you record yourself, you you even realize way more weird nuances that you do that just speaking through a phone doesn't pick up <laughs> oh sure yeah for sure but i mean i even got it from a bunch of my buddies they're like dude i can't open facebook without seeing your stupid face i'm like sorry bro I, <laughs> not my hey. wasn't my call <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you should to wrap it up you gotta let me know when when you go out for some wings i'd love to tag along one day and oh hell yeah bring some lead with you yeah well, well that would be fun we'll try to get out there um won't be using lead. That's, I figure, feel like well, I need to say I know it's a saying, but I feel like I need to say it slang. because there's going to be somebody listening to me. Oh, true. Lead, bro. Environmentally uh, friendly uh, yes, ammunition. Non-toxic, non-toxic shot. Yeah, no, we'll stay Sorry, in touch, I, too. I mean, I'd, like, I'd, I just need to share some water time, too. We just need to hey, spend some quality time not? in the we woods. Should do, we should do another podcast on the lake. I am totally down. Or... Or a camping trip. Forks too. I'm down. Come on up. We'll you go find on a, a little you, fork river. Find, catch some if walleyes. If you find a spot, if you find a spot where it's like, okay, we can make it, we can sleep here, and then go down and like leave a car down somewhere further south yeah. and head back home. No problem. We do it. That's you just described the little fork river. I mean, it's right out my yeah, back door, pretty do much. It. Be super let's, easy. Okay, I'm in. Super easy. Do a campfire. I'm uh, in. Campfire episode. That'd be. 
That'd be amazing. That'd be so much fun. That, yeah, that that would be that would be cool. A camping episode. All right, we're gonna have to put it on. We got we got to put it on the calendar. We're gonna have to put our heads together, <laughs> find a you. weekend that works. Like, I'm serious. Like this was find a weekend that works and just jot it down because if if something's not I, on the calendar, I, I will fill that time. I'll just tell you right now. No, like we, it'll you, it'll get you, filled. You 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 pick um, when it's the most heavily mosquito time. Oh, I'm in. Well, that's, that's <laughs> if you don't have a head net, I I recommend buying one <laughs> i got a i got like a, a full rectangle thing so yeah those okay. that those are the, the I, I never really used them for fishing and i should have what i really started using for was foraging like i'd go into the woods for mushrooms because like when the chanterelles are oh, blooming they yeah are bloom, yeah they don't yeah. bloom but when they're when the chanterelles are available it's like the heat of summer like peak peak hot peat humid peak humid yeah, mug, peak muggy Peak bugs, deer flies, mosquitoes, all of them. And it's like, I've been chased out of the woods so many times. Like, dude, I don't care how dumb I look. I'm getting the round hat and I'm getting a head net. This is ridiculous. So two two uh, recommendations. I think, you know, DEET is like what everyone knows about. Correct. The other one that I've been using just last year and the year before is Pick. I think it's called Picardin. Picardin. I, I don't know if hmm. it's said that way. Oh. But it's a new a new type of repellent, and it's been very effective. Really, well, uh, and thermocells th- work that, pretty that, good for mosquitoes. They don't do sure. They don't do anything sure. for deer I'm flies. T- no, so I, I I don't know if it. I think I feel like it's gnat and mosquitoes. So deer fly may be an issue. But then what you all do also do on top of that, um, you you treat your clothes with permethrin. Yes, which is which is which is I believe used by the army quite a bit and then adopted into you know civil civilization or whatever um normal population and you spray all your clothes and it's good for like multiple washes and that's that actually works really well yeah and that's a good idea i should get in the habit of that too because um the ticks are a, you know here's the thing lyme disease is a real deal i know because i went through it it sucks oh um, dude, like okay. the sickest i've ever been it was not it was Bad. Good to know. It was super bad. So yeah, that I need to kind of. I I really should get some of that permethrin and yeah, soak yeah. my clothes. And you can and go on Am- You can go on Am- Go on Amazon and go buy like a ten percent concentrate, and then you and you bring it down to like point zero five percent, something like that, and they give you a ratio, obviously. Yeah. And then you spray your own stuff, and heck. It's good for the season, in my opinion, right? Because yeah, that's, I that's, only bust out my mosquito mosquito gear when I really need it. Right? Yeah, that's that's a that's a hot tip. I do. That was. I'm glad you brought that up and remind myself to put that on my to do list because yep. it's do that it. is an important do thing. It. And that was the other thing when I watched that. I watched that video when they did the little fork. There were some of those. There, the bugs around them were just like unbelievable <laughs> it was like oh my god you could hear him hitting the gopros and stuff he's like oh my god oh, that gives me that gives me anxiety <laughs> to think about that <laughs> sounds like fun let's totally do it no i'm in, I'm in. like uh, yeah I'm, I'm still in though yeah i'm, I'm all in. regardless i'm all in yeah yep, for yep. sure we'll hit everybody with how they can follow along it's a uh, showtime yeah it's showtime that's exactly it it's my last name choe and time just got blessed that's, with a great last name for every, that. Every, yeah, every everywhere uh, from Insta, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube, uh, you should be able to find me. I, I wonder if I do. I follow you on TikTok. I'm not sure. Well, are we even going to have TikTok uh, next week? I don't even know. 
Uh, here, yeah, that's another rabbit hole. It sound, it seems like real quick. Seems like the other other uh, social media platforms force that piece. <laughs> yeah, if I could put my uh, little tinfoil hat on, I would say that's you know probably more true. I know some people like really put their tinfoil hat on tight, and they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's super, the government. It's the government, like controlling our thoughts or what you know like controlling yeah, the narrative yep, 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 yep. maybe there's some truth to that maybe there's not but i do think it's more real for me it's like follow the money so yep. to me it makes more sense that zuckerberg and uh well zuckerberg probably because oh, yeah. he owns instagram and facebook and i don't think elon Elon doesn't seem like an elon thing but no, 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 no. Um, but I think it does have more to do with the the owners of the other social media platforms yep. that are. Yeah, you know, we should cut it there. What they're telling <laughs> you just doesn't really make sense. Like, oh, they're China's sharing your information, or yeah, because Facebook is hasn't like we, like we know yeah, that's a thing. Exactly. Like this, we're not we exactly. What are you saying to me right now? Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. It, it, exactly. it can't be that. That cannot be. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, well, money talks. It'll probably just they'll have to. It'll make be some, there. It'll be. It'll still be there. They'll I make some money it. under the uh, table deal, and somebody'll get rich uh, off of it, or richer off of it, and we'll still have TikTok. So that's my prediction, yep, yep. anyways. All right, Andrew. Yeah. That was this was awesome, dude. I feel like we talked just yeah, for fun. hours. Which yeah, would be, Fork, Fork River Camping uh, Podcast. I'm in. I'm in. I'll look at the calendar. I'm going going to look at the calendar. I will find something, and I will hit you up. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, dude. Later. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, Whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.